for now, put a, you know, a comma uh, on counterculture. How many people have been enjoying the awesome series on Woo! counterculture? Man, it's just been an amazing journey. We've enjoyed it. Uh, we've had the opportunity to hear from uh, Pastor Rank and Pastor Ray. And today I'm going to just try to bring it bring it home for us, all right? So I, I want you to get your Bibles out. Let's jump into a couple of scriptures. Uh, Father, we just thank you that your presence is already here. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 I, I had read this statement on the week before last. Uh, we talked about kingdoms, right? And I said that Satan's kingdom was birthed when Adam sinned. And people served that kingdom every day through the same thing that birthed it, rebellion. What is rebellion? It is open resistance to one's government or ruler. So when we hear the word rebellion, rebellion is not just a telling your kids they're hard-headed, right? Rebellion is actually a political terminology. It is a political word that means when someone is in resistance to their government or their ruler, they call that rebellion, right? And so when we think about what happened in the garden, right, when, when Adam rebelled against the government of the kingdom of God, there was another kingdom or another soil that was introduced. Amen? So the scripture that looks at, uh, that kind of ties that together is Colossians 1 and 13. For he rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son. Thank God for Jesus, right? How many people remember when you was lost in the kingdom of darkness, but God came and transferred you into the kingdom of light? Come on. Amen. What an awesome day that was. And so I want you to keep that in mind as we plow through when we bring this to a close. Uh, I came across this awesome quote by a guy named Pastor Andre in one of his great books called Kingdom Living Blueprint. Plug, plug. Chair, chair. All right. So uh, if you have... <laughs> got Dr. Tomar in the house. I'm just going to throw him out there. Uh, so if you haven't had the opportunity to get Kingdom Blueprint, you want to see that, right? He was like, who's that? Okay, so uh, this, this statement is awesome. Kingdom living must be transmitted into every aspect of our lives as believers. That's exactly what Christ came to do. Not give us a religion, but to give us a culture. With culture comes identity. All right, so Christ didn't come, and we can look at a scripture in the book of Luke. Christ didn't come to give us a religion. Christ came to give us a culture. Right. What is a culture? It is a way of living, right? It is something that I can identify with, right? It is not a list of do's and don'ts. It is just how I live. Right, right. Come on, it is just how I live. And what the enemy wants to do is to make your Christianity a religion instead of a culture, right? Right? It's not about do's and don'ts. It's about this is how I live. Where I am from, this is what we do. Amen. This is what we do. So look at this, what Jesus said in the book of Luke. And I love the scripture. In the book of Luke, he said, um, to you who are ready for the truth. Here we go. <laughs> you got to be ready for the truth, right? Not everybody's ready for the truth. Amen. To you who are ready for the truth, I say this. Love your enemies. This is our culture. Here we go. Let them bring out the best in you. Now, have you ever heard anybody, uh, anybody else's culture say that? Let your enemies bring out the best in you. Wow. Now, all of you have this look on your face that's so foreign right now. Why? Because this culture seems weird. But this is our kingdom culture. It says your enemies ought not to bring the worst out in you. Your enemies ought to bring the best out in you. Wow. Lord, help us. Let them bring out the best in you. Not the worst. 
When someone gives you a hard time, respond with the energies of prayer for that person. So the harder time somebody gives you, Sister Chris, the more we're going to pray. <laughs> and we're not going to pray, God, help me not to slap them. We're going to pray, God, help them, bless them, increase them. Come on, because that's our culture. And, and here it is. This is our way of life as Christians. That's why it's not about religion, do's and don'ts. And the enemy wants you to get trapped up in do's and don'ts instead of the culture of the kingdom. He says, if anyone slaps you in the face, uh-oh, stand there, take it. If someone grabs your shirt, gift wrap your best coat. He said, don't give them the shirt. Say, you don't want this shirt. I'm going to give you a coat. Y'all are quiet today. Y'all are, y'all quiet. This culture stuff is messing you up, huh? He said, somebody tries to take your shirt, don't give them your shirt. Go gift wrap a coat and make a present of it. If someone takes unfair advantage of you, use the occasion to practice the servant life. Wow. So watch this. This is not going to come overnight, right? But this lifestyle is going to take practice. So when you leave this week, I want you to practice this. I want you to practice loving on people who use you. How many people know somebody that has tried to take unfair advantage of you? Yeah. Right? It could be a friend, a family, a neighbor, whoever it is. Well, I want you to practice this week the servant life. What can I do nice about for them? How can I pray that God continue to bless them? Don't pray God kill them. Can God save them? Man, y'all y'all are quiet. Okay. I'm going to get to the good part. Don't worry. It's going to get better. It's going to get better. See, but you know why this is foreign? Because we've been living somebody else's culture. That's it. That's it. That's the reason why this doesn't sound like it's normal to us because we've been living the world's culture. And the world says, if you slap me, I'm going to slap you. You take my stuff, I'm going to take your stuff. You do me wrong, I'm not going to talk to you. That's not the kingdom culture. The kingdom culture says, the more you do me wrong, the more I'm going to love on you. And guess what? I'm just, and, 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 and if you keep doing that to me, I must need some more practice. Y'all are quiet. Okay, okay. Y'all are like, man, I should have stayed home today. I should have stayed home. It's too late. You here. Don't move. You're going to look bad if you get up. Look at this. He said this. He said, if someone takes, <laughs> takes unfair advantage of you, the occasion of, to practice the servant life, no more tit for tat stuff. Live generously. Live generously. Live generously. Look at this. He said, I tell you, love your enemies. This is kingdom culture. Help and give without expecting a return. Mm -hmm. Amen. Well, if I do this, remember that time I gave you that? You should be... No, 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 no. You don't give to put somebody else in remembrance when you're in need. Right. That's good. Can I say that again? You don't give to put somebody else in remembrance That's when good. you're in need. That's, That's not why we give. We give without expecting any kind of return. Could you imagine if everybody that was a, I'm not talking about the world, if just Christians lived like this. I'm not talking about the sinner man who we don't expect to live like this. If everyone that proclaims to be a follower of Jesus, if everyone that proclaims to be a lover of Jesus, if we practice this kingdom culture, how much could we change the world? He says, you ne you'll, ne you'll never, I promise, regret it. Live out this God-created identity. 
So he says this kind of lifestyle, it's not about you, it's God's identity. That's how people are going to identify you with God. Right. Right. So if you're not living this out, my question is how are people identifying you? Who are they comparing you with? Oh, y'all, y'all are quiet. Come on, come on. It's, it's going to get good. Who, who are they saying that you're like? Are they saying you're like Jesus? Are they saying that you show the love of Christ? Because if this is not what you're doing, then anything other than this is not God's created identity. And this is the life that we must practice as Christians. Look what he said here. He says, live out the, this God-created identity the way our Father lives towards us generously and graciously even when we're at our worst <laughs> our father is kind you be kind last piece y'all 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 getting edgy in your seats look at this don't pick on people jump on their failures criticize their faults unless of course you want the same treatment don't condemn those who are down the hardness uh can boomerang you know what a boomerang does? When you throw it at somebody, it comes right back to you. And he says, some of us are going through the thing, not because, oh, the devil's attacking me. Some of us just a boomerang effect. Y'all are quiet. You're quiet. You're quiet. You're quiet. Okay. So, so not, not, not everything's the enemy. Not everything's the devil. The devil's trying to, you ain't, you're not doing enough for him to even bother you right now. Wow. You, I mean, when, how many people have you won to the kingdom in the last six months? I don't understand. People that are doing nothing got more warfare than anybody I've ever seen. It's not the warfare. It's the boomerang. It's, 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 it's some harvest, y'all are quiet, that are coming back because you done threw some stuff out there and now you don't know why everybody's doing it. Tell somebody, it just, it's the boomerang. It's, 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 just, it's just coming right back around to you. It's the boomerang. So you, you, you got to check your own soil. You got to check your own heart. Right? And I, I, I used to know somebody, every time I talk, they just going through. I said, man, you go through more than anybody I've ever met on the planet. You must be doing some serious kingdom work. I mean, the devil must have you on his hit list. And I'm asking them, so what are you doing? They ain't doing nothing. It's the boomerang. Right? He says, because what you do is going to come back to you. Be easy on people. You'll find life a lot easier. Give away your life. Here it wow, is. Highlight that. Take a picture. Tweet it. Whatever you got to do. Give away your life. Stop trying to hold on to your life. This is my life, my time. Give away your life. When Ray and I decided to start RCC, we knew that we would be giving away. Come on, you didn't have to laugh that loud. We knew that we would be, thank you, Rob, giving away our lives. We could be doing a whole lot of other things. A lot more comfortable, a lot more cozy, living it up. But guess what? You have to give away your life. A life worth living is only a life worth giving. Whoa. Your life is not worth living if it's not worth giving. What are you going to live for Christ that will say, I am willing to give it away? You'll find life giving back, but not merely giving back, giving back with bonus and blessing. Giving, not getting, is the way. Man, this is just, I, I can say a prayer right, right now, Renee. Renee, we can just go home because this scripture just preached the whole message. Yeah, right? Yeah. This is our kingdom culture. So if you're ever confused about what we're supposed to do, you need to go to Luke and look up your culture. 
This is the God-created identity, the Bible says. This is how the world should identify us as Christians. Not because we have a cross around our necks. I know a lot of people that have crosses that are living like this. Right? Not because they have a Bible walking down the street. I know a lot of people that have Bibles that aren't living like this. But it is the fruit in which I am bearing. The way I treat my brother or my sister. The words that come out of my mouth. They should be God-created identity. God created. Somebody say God-created identity. I want you to write this down. Culture is transmitted through interaction. Culture is transmitted through interaction and I want, I want you to look at this because it has to be practiced before it can be showed Amen. it has to be practiced does that make sense to you yeah. it has to be practiced before it can be showed so here it is Christ was a perfect example of culture being transmitted through interaction so before you know uh, growing up in church it was always uh, you know as Christians we, we need not to identify with the world you remember how I was back in the day, right? Yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm holy. I, I, don't, I don't do those things. I don't go there. I don't hang out with those kind of people. And really, the church began to look more pious than Christ-like. Yeah. They, yeah. they look more elitism than Christ-like. Well, how can we transmit love unless we're interacting with people who don't love? How can we transmit peace unless we're interacting with people who have no peace? How can we interact with uh, and give God unless we're interacting with people who don't know God? Right? And Jesus was a perfect example of this in the book of Philippians. He said, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of man. And being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the Christ. God, Christ could have came to earth with all his royalty. And you heard me say this before, if you ever saw coming to America when, when Eddie Murphy was trying to live incognito. You remember that? Don't act like y'all so deep. Come on. You remember that? Uh, uh, even if you saw the clean version, you saw it. Come on. Don't, don't get deep on me. You know, he came here. He didn't want anybody to know that he really was royalty. He wanted to hide his royalty. But when his dad came, his father showed up in full-blown royalty. Right? It was like, remember, he had the rose petals being thrown out. He had a whole trail of people before him, behind him. He had a whole entourage driving down the street. I mean, when dude showed up, the kingdom showed up. Right? And here it is. Jesus says, I could have showed up like that, but I chose to show up with no reputation. So that I can step into the culture with my culture and transmit who I am and where I'm from into your heart, your minds, your lifestyle, so you can know how to be like Christ. So it's awesome that we come to church on Sunday. This is where we come. We get strengthened. We get uplifted. But Monday, we need you to go talk to your sinner friends. We need you to be in secular jobs. Come on. We need you to start your businesses. We need you to do that. Why? Because we need you to transmit the kingdom culture into the world. Jesus made himself of no reputation. Just to be, he chose to be humble. As a matter of fact, he became a carpenter and lived among the people. 
had a mother and a father, lived among the people, did great things. And it wasn't until he's about 30 years old that all of a sudden God said, this is my son who I'm well pleased after he's baptized. And something spectacular begins to happen. But he lived in total uh, 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 darkness to what people who people did not know who he really was and who God had called him to be. And God asked you to do the same thing. Look at the scripture uh, in Matthew chapter 9, verse 9 through 11. I want, to see, I want you to see how Jesus did this even with Matthew, right? So when God talks about transmitting the culture, right? But first, here it is. You can't transmit what you don't have. Right, 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 right. <laughs> you can't transmit what you don't have. So, so, so we don't want you to transmit how you were brought up. We want you to transmit the kingdom culture. Kingdom culture. So that when people see God-created identity, which comes out during the best and the worst times, you can transmit that. Jesus did something awesome. Jesus came, and the issue that Jesus had with people, uh, Pastor Rick, is that Jesus did not hang out with the elders of the synagogue and try to talk big talk with them. I mean, he loved to hang out with sinners. He loved to hang out with people that no one else wanted to hang out with. Why? Because how else could he transmit kingdom culture into the average person. So good. Yeah. As good. Jesus passed on there, the Bible says he saw a man named Matthew who later became uh, one of the disciples sitting at the tax office. And what did he say? Watch this. He said, follow me. So what did Matthew do? So he arose and did what? Follow oh, Jesus. <laughs> right? People can't follow you if you're not following Jesus. Right. Right. They can't find Christ unless you're following Jesus. Verse 10 says, Now it happened that Jesus sat in the table of the house, that behold, many tax collectors and sinners came and sat down with him and his disciples. Why did the tax collectors come and sit down with Jesus? Because Matthew was sitting there. Yes. Matthew was a tax collector. But when they saw Matthew following Jesus, people in the industry decided to follow Matthew That's good. as he followed Christ. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. So people will follow you first, but you got to make sure that you're following the right person. That's good. That's good. God will use you to allow people to follow you. What are you doing? Why are you doing? I want to go with you. Where are you going? They'll follow you first, but you have to make sure that you are following Jesus. Because so if you're following Jesus, as they follow you, they'll end up at his table. Woo! Come on. Come on. They'll end up at his table if you're following the right person. So look at somebody and say, you got to follow Jesus. got to follow Jesus. Verse number 11, and he says, and when the Pharisees saw it, guess what? They said to his disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? <laughs> wow. Each culture grows a crop. We talked about the fact that, watch us, that the culture simply means the soil and the crop simply means the results. So when we, culture comes from the word cultivated, which means soil. And when you are culturing, you're trying to get something to come out of it. So the behaviors that we see in society, that's not the culture. That's a result of what's been planted in the culture. Right, right, right. So we are trying to go after the behaviors. It's not the behavior we need to change. It's the soil we need to change. That's just a result. If you don't like what the, what's coming out of the soil and you like the corn that's coming out or whatever you planted there, you can't try to plant, change the corn. You got to change the soil that the seed is going into. And you got to make sure the soil is better. I'm going to give you a couple examples real quick and we're going to pray. 
I love this in Daniel chapter 6. Are you getting something today? Yeah. Verse 7. All the presidents of the kingdom disputed. Uh, you talk about Daniel who was, you know, we hear the story. Daniel and the lions did all the time when he was a kid. Daniel was thrown in the lions. Remember that the first story we ever heard. Daniel and the lions did. Sound great. But it's, it's, it's really deeper than that, right? It, Daniel was thrown into the lions then because there was a cultural war that was going on. Right, right. Right, somebody in government was trying to change the crop that was coming out. So they changed laws in order to change what was going in the soil. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Come on. You'll get that on your way home. All right. Yeah. The counselors and the governors had consulted and agreed that the king should establish a royal state and affirm the decree that the whosoever shall make a prayer, petition of any god or man for 30 days except you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions. Now, king established the decree. In other words, make this a law. Verse 9, so King Darius signed the writing and the decree. So you have some governors and some people in high places of authority said, no, no one should pray to any other god but you, O king, for 30 days. You should make this a law. Make this a law. Change the law. Look what happened. Look what happened. Verse 10, now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he still went into his house. <laughs> And his windows being opened, didn't hide it, in his chambers towards Jerusalem, he got down upon his knees three times a day and did what? He prayed. He prayed knowing the Lord. Now, now, now think about this. I, I, I want to put this as I bring this to a close into today's reality, Sister Gail, that uh, there was a time that teachers could pray in the classroom. But governors and people got together to change the laws. Because the enemy wanted different crop to come out the soil. Come on, you got to hear that. He wanted different crops to come out the soil. So what happens? Listen, he put the soil. He said, listen, I don't want prayer kids coming out that soil. I don't want prayer kids coming out that soil. I don't like what that soil is producing. People who are turned towards God, kids that learn how to pray in kindergarten, kids that learn how to call upon the name of the God, it keeps the environment in the school calm, no, all that crazy medication, all that, all, all, all that's low when it's praying to schools. We got to change the crop that's coming out the soil. We need to change the laws so that that soil will not produce kingdom kids. Right, that's what he did. They took prayer out the schools, and now there's a problem where there's shooting in schools, no matter if it's a white school, a black school, or urban school, suburban, it does not make a difference. It's not the school or the suburban or the urban, it's the soil. The only way we can do that, not with metal detectors, not with changing the gun laws, but with changing the soil. Putting what? Prayer back in the soil so we can get different results. Soil got changed. So now the crop got changed. Soil got changed. Crops got changed. You used to teach kids to respect your parents in the Lord for this is right you can't say that anymore but we need some bold Daniels who know what the writing is but still make it a point to do what's right in the kingdom they know what the culture says but they still make it a point to do what's right in the kingdom come on are you that person are you that person in order to change the crop or the results we must change the culture which is the soil I'm going to give you these two more scriptures. We're going to pray. The kingdom is not a place of greed and self-interest, but one of solutions that would restore the earth back to its original status of peace and unity 
with God. Without Christ, the world is absent. Robert, you can come up. That world is absent of solutions. You are called to be the solution person. God has you in your place of fear to bring solutions. That's why you're there. He did not call you there so you can get a job and I need a bigger house. God is setting your house. He says, seek ye first the kingdom. What? And all these things will be added unto you. Whatever you need will come to you. But the kingdom must come first. Yeah. Right? Must come first. Yeah. He said this in Proverbs 29 and 2. When the uncompromisingly righteous are in authority, yeah. the people rejoice. Yeah. Yeah. But when the wicked man rules, the people groan and they sigh. The word is true. The word works. We can't counter a culture if we don't know our own culture. Yeah. You can't counter a culture with how you grew up. You only can counter a culture with the culture of Christ. God created identity. Go back to Luke. What are you doing that looks like Jesus? What are you saying that looks like Jesus? Because at the end of the day, our job is to tend, to guard, and to keep. Daniel understood that. He understood that they changed the laws, but my job is to tend to guard in the key. They tried to change the soil. They put him in the lion's den, but the God that was there in Genesis was the same God that was there in the lion's den. And because he didn't change, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't sway. The Bible says he was spared from the lion's den and the king reversed the law. Because somebody was willing to stand up for the culture of the kingdom. And my question today is who is willing to stand up for the culture of the kingdom? I want you to put your Bibles down and stand to your feet. Who is willing to stand up? I remember I used to have an employee and she was a devout Muslim and she was not shamed about making sure that all her holidays she had off. She said, because that's my culture. That's my religion. That's what I, that, this is how I dress everything is my culture. And she said to me, she says, I don't know why Christians work on Good Friday. Why don't you guys take off? They shouldn't make you guys work. Is that a part of your culture? Celebrating the fact that Christ died and rose again? And I thought about that. It really stuck with me. I said, it's time for the church to rise up and stop letting the world dictate what we do and we become the ones that dictate what the world does. God is asking you these, this day to be bold and to stand strong for what he has called you to do. It is not about what happened yesterday or what happened last week. What are you going to do today that's going to change your tomorrow? What decision can you make right now that's going to affect somebody else's life in the future? How are you tending, guarding, and keeping the kingdom culture? What are you doing to guard, to tend, and to keep? I want you to lift those hands up for a couple of seconds. And I want you to begin just to surrender yourself to God. Some of us have gotten so caught up in our life that we have not given our life away. If you commit to this, to be Christ-like, the Bible says that Daniel and the three Hebrew boys were ten times wiser 
than everybody else in the entire realm. Ten times, brother Ben, ten times wiser. Didn't go to a better university, but they were committed to the kingdom culture. And as a result, God gave them ten times the wisdom. We ought to be solution people in our society. When there's a problem, they ought to come to the church to figure out how to solve it. When there's a homeless issue, they ought to come to the church first. When there's an issue with the city and the schools, they ought to come to the church. How do we solve this? They must see us as problem solvers because our culture, our soil always produces good crops. We always produce good crops. I want you to take this moment and surrender to him afresh and anew. And as Rob's saying this again, I believe that there's some visions and dreams that God has given you that the enemy has frustrated you and put what God has given you in the back burner but today God's going to give you a fresh insight and his Holy Spirit is going to touch you like he has never touched you before God is just looking for someone to say God not my life but it's your life I'm not trying to make a reputation or name for myself I'm trying to make a name for you. It's not about my education. It's about the purpose that you've allowed me to be here and born into the earth. And today I want to surrender my heart to you. Come on, just lift those hands up and just worship him for a minute. Just worship him for a minute. Just worship him. Just worship the
song today. Come on, sing your song. Come on, there's strength in your song today.
You're gonna come out here and say,